With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome everyone to the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Rodney Fisher. I'll be joined by my co-host, Royce Fisher, here in just a second. Welcome everyone to our NFL Week 2 review. We go through all the scores, highlights, what did happen, what didn't happen, and of course, a little bit of the time about these NFL referees, which have become the hottest topic in sports so far today. Make sure you check us out online at rfsportsradio.com and also follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get to the star of our show, the man that knows more about sports than I know about anything else, Mr. Roy Fisher. And how are you today, sir? What's going on right now? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Good. How about you? Well, you know, right now, I, I was... Okay, going into the weekend, second week of football. I was good mood, sat down, watched a couple of great games. But, man, let me tell you, I got so impatient, and I'm losing patience with these referees. Man, that's a lot to talk about. You said a mouthful right there. We're going to get into the referees. We're getting into, of course, uh, week one. and I'm sorry, week two, excuse me, scores and highlights of things that happened during the week as well, too. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. And start off with, as you mentioned, the referees. Tell us a little bit about what's going on. Well, listen, if you notice this weekend, like me and every fan that watched the game, a lot of fights, man, a lot of players. Well, you know, we, we see a lot of that, but I think a lot of it was frustration. You know, coaches were yelling at the referees, man. I mean, I saw a lot of red flags come out, man. You know, both the coaches and the players are losing patience with these guys. You know, and some of them have even came out and offered to dip into their own pockets, man, to pay for the regular refs to come back. You know, but I know you saw a lot. It was good, some good games, but it was a very inconsistently called games, you know, over the weekend. And to start off, I'm going to talk about the guy that was the ref that was pulled from the Saints Carolina game. And uh, they pulled him because he was a Saints fan. You know, when you're a referee, you, you can't be a fan. Uh, can you be a fan or you cannot be a fan of a certain team? I think deep down, 
some kind of way, all of us are fans in some kind of way. And I think yeah. that, you know, it, it, but the thing is, these, these professional referees, the guys that, you know, are in the NFL or been in the NFL for a long time, they know not to let that come out and not to let that show. Yeah, I, kind of, I, but you got to keep in mind, these guys are like high school referees, Division three type of referees. They don't, they don't know the difference. They don't know what to do. Well, you know, I, I, what caused them to pull them before the game, you know, the game even started, did he go over and ask for autographs with the, you know, on the team, you know, you and I had a sports business just like us trying to cover a game and to get autographs from somebody, you know what I mean. Uh, you, you got to be kind of biased. But listen, it's just a few things that I saw, okay? Let, let, let me start off first in the Monday night game. Joe Flacco threw a pass to Kobe Jones in the fourth quarter. It was called back because of pass interference, but the refs didn't throw a flag. You know, they, they just called it, no flag was on the ground, and it was a lot of confusion, you know, made guys mad in, in the Philly game, for instance. You know, the go-ahead drive, two minutes warning, was called twice, you know, and, you know, Philly went on to win that game. Also in that same game, Michael Bitt, forward pass. You know, we saw this, remember? It was called a fumble. But it was clearly in the replay that it was a forward pass. That call was overturned. Monday night, they missed a call on them. It was the first touchdown by Demarius Thomas. He was pushed out of bounds, and when the replay was shown, he had both feet in line, and the call was reversed. Also in that game, Michael Turner's first score was reversed after he fell short of the goal line. You know, they first initially called it a touchdown. In the second half of that game, they got mixed up where to place the ball at the defensive holding call. And I actually heard the crowd booing. They saw it, too. In the St. Louis game, you know, Washington St. Louis, they came out to the wire. Uh, Steven Jackson fumbled near the goal line. And actually, it was clearly a fumble, but it was overturned. The Rams kicked the field goal and won the game. So, you know, when it, when it comes to determining the outcome of the game because of the bad call, that's pretty bad. I, I got one more. Cleveland-Cincinnati game. After Andy... And Andy Dalton threw a pay, incomplete pass. They didn't stop the clock. The clock ran for another 29 seconds. And, you know, I, I saw coaches, you know, arguing with the uh, referees. I saw players, angry men. They were fighting, you know, and they, they just have trouble keeping these players under control. Where the old refs, they would to let some of these fights get out of hand. You know, we saw a lot of fights get out of hand, you know, over the weekend. So, listen, they need to bring the rest back. And this is just a few things I saw. But you know what, though? I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to make any excuses for these guys, but I think what the NFL is doing is a travesty to the players and to the fans alike by having these guys right. out here that don't know the game but don't know how to call the game. But, but just in some slight defense of them, most of the stuff you named, they eventually got it right. Now, we had some games that lasted a very, very long time, like that Monday night game did. 
Right. Yeah, that's Fifty-five minutes. You know, but they did eventually get the cars right. Well, you know, it's the rule came in about instant replay on a lot. You know, more plays this year. It's a good thing they had that rule because, you know, just think if all these plays one review, how many they would have gotten wrong? Yeah, that's that's a, that's a, that's a good and, point. And, and, and then the, the bad thing about it that really escalated even more is uh, they show them on the on the big screen, so everybody gets to see them. Say, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You know, usually we used to seeing one or two calls reversed. You know, after the ref is called it, but to, to call a uh, uh, pass interference and not throw the flag. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not making know. any excuses for any of I'm just saying. You know, eventually they did at least get the get the cause right. So, yeah, that well, a lot of them were reversed. So I listen. I'm ready for the strike to end. The teachers even went back today. So, if if, if they can go back, you can bring back the refs. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. If you guys want to see these refs in action, what they've been doing in week two and so far in the season, go to our website. We put up a video of some of their. Let's just say their greatest hits, loopers, whatever you want to call it. Go to rfsportsradio.com. There's a video posted that has all the information on it. Let's jump into let's go at first try, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll jump right into week two and everything that's going on. You're listening to RF Sports Radio, rfsportsradio.com. I got up this morning late again, rushing, trying to get to the station, didn't have time to fix coffee or breakfast or even grab a lunch, and I jumped in my car and realized, ah, I don't even have gas. I stopped by the Texaco in DeSoto on Hampton and Pleasant Run, walked in, and immediately thought this can't be a gas station, and I was right. It was Maryland's Fine Foods. The the friendly staff there was able to give me a fresh-made breakfast from scratch, also a gourmet box lunch, and not to mention a tank of gas, too. I got to work and had an awesome day and then thought my family would love to have a break from fast food. So I went online to Maryland's Fine Foods and placed an order for my entire family. And you know what? When I got to DeSoto, it was hot and ready for me to pick up on my way in. Trust me, guys, you got to try Maryland's Fine Foods, located in DeSoto at Hampton Road and Pleasant Run. Give them a call at 972-274-1070. That's 972-274-1070. Or try them online at marylandsfinefoods.com. This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. Do you have a business, a product, a service, or a website, and you need more customers? Advertise with the fastest-growing Internet sports radio show and market your business to sports fans worldwide. Don't miss a unique opportunity to capitalize on the biggest marketing genre in the world. Email me at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. We have options for every budget, and don't let business pass you by. Welcome back, everyone, to the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm bringing Royce back on here real quick as well. As we get set to take you guys to week two of the NFL. We've got to be talking about the referees and everything that they have going on and have been too too productive, I guess would be the best way to say it. But nonetheless, the NFL presses on. 
And so let's jump right into the action, starting with the Chiefs and the Bills. The Bills beat the Chiefs 35-17, dropping them to 0-2 so far this season. Matt Castle had a better day, threw for 301 yards, but was 23-42 with two touchdowns. And, of course, your Buffalo Bills finally getting the offense going, scoring 35 points. Fitzpatrick 10 for 19 for 178. But how about C.J. Spillers? Another big game, 15 stage, 123 yards. to going for 166 in week one. You know, that you know we picked up. That was my player pick of the week, remember? Uh, we said it was going to be the outstanding player. He was, you know, this, this guy – Somebody to look out for. I think he's going to end up being great. So far, two games, great. What is that, about three, over over 400 yards, <laughs> two games, uh, about 400 yards, two games. And, you know, I think I picked Buffalo on that pick, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You did. Oh, okay. So, all right. Good pick. All right, then, of course, the Bengals and the Browns, the Battle of uh, Cincinnati. So, she would say Ohio, Battle of Ohio. And the Bengals won 34-27 over the Browns. The Browns had a better day offensively. Uh, Brandon Whedon, the rookie quarterback, 26-37, 322 yards, two touchdowns. And Trent Richardson showed what he could do, 19 carries, 109 yards. But Andy Dalton, a much better team, of course, the Bengals were able to get the victory. Dalton goes for 318 yards, three TDs. And a big day for him, and the the uh, Bengals get the win after he throws those three touchdowns. Yeah, uh, uh, great game. I, I figured Cincinnati will bounce back. Uh, I don't know what's going on in Cleveland, Rodney. Uh, they're young and inexperienced, uh, one or two players away, but I, I can't see Cleveland winning <laughs> four games. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. They tried to get a little bit better. Another another good draft class for them. I think they'll be a little bit better after that. Then of course the uh, coach talk about rookie QBs. Andrew Luck gets his first win in the NFL, twenty three to twenty, over the Minnesota Vikings. I picked the coach to win, although you thought they were going to lose. Vinatieri gets in the field goal, so he gets his first win of the season. Luck does throw for two hundred twenty four yards and two touchdowns. Christian Ponder, the other young guy, throws a 245 and two touchdowns, but unable to get it done. These Colts, I told you they win more games at least than they won last year, so now they're halfway there. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. It was a very close game. Uh, three points separated the two, could have went either way. Uh, I think they may be on or something. The game, the game that I thought that for sure no one would want to watch, that was the Raiders and the Dolphins. And the Dolphins get the win 35-13 to after a huge day for Reggie Bush to help Ryan Tannehill get his first win of the season. Tannehill did have a decent day, 200 yards throwing the ball, but was only 18 for 30. He's got to do a lot better than that. For Reggie Bush, 26 carries, 172 yards, and the Raiders now are 0-2. You know, the black hole in Oakland gets deeper and deeper. Pretty soon you won't be able to find Oakland. <laughs> Will you think they'll win a game? Yeah, they'll win a game. They'll win a game. They'll, they'll get it together. They, they've got I, some fun. They've just got to figure out who's going to coach them and get these guys to finally play like a team. I think that's the biggest issue. Yeah, they keep changing coaches. You know, uh guy has a, he doesn't have enough time to stay there and really – 
developed that team, you know, after one year, two years, they're gone, a new coach. So they need some consistency in that organization. Now, this game here is going to bother me for a long time. I always pick the Patriots to lose. Every week I pick them to lose. Last week I tried to be impartial, tried to be a good guy, and I picked the Cardinals to lose that game and the Patriots to win. And the Cardinals win the game. They're now 2-0. They beat the Patriots, and the Patriots were at home. Brady throws for 316 yards, but was 28 for 46. And Kevin Cobb gets the win. I mean, explain this one to me. Uh, very surprised by that. Uh, and, you know, uh, Tom Brady had a great throwing game, but no Wes Welker. I mean, I mean, what's going on? Well, no, no, no. Wes Welker had a good game. He had five receptions, 95 yards. We know Hernandez got hurt. And right. that was going to be out for quite some time. But having one tight end missing, usually the Patriot way is you, you plug somebody in that system and they're ready to go. That's true. That, that was a big surprise to me. Uh, you think this New England team's in trouble? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, they did pick up Kellen Winslow today as a, as a tight end to try to fill this role for Hernandez after they get bad news that he'll be out for quite some time. The question is, are they going to be able to keep that offense that they put together with two tight ends now that Hernandez is gone? Kellen Winslow's a great talent, but his head's not like Hernandez. They can't, he can't really get involved like Hernandez was involved. So I guess it remains to be seen just what happens with this thing. Uh, and then they bring back Deion Brain. Yeah, he's he's been there for quite. He's been there for a couple of seasons now. And then, of course, the Giants and the Buccaneers. The Giants get the win, 41-34. to 34. Giants need to win pretty bad if they're taking a loss to the Cowboys, but I'm really impressed by the Buccaneers and what they're able to do. Now, Eli, of course, threw for 510 yards and three touchdowns. Wow. And had a big day, but was 31 for 51. It did obvious throwing pretty much in the fourth quarter as they scored 25 points in the fourth quarter to win the game. A lot of talk about this game has to do about how the game ended and the Buccaneer players playing, you know, on the uh, down ball by Eli and, of course, Tom Coughlin having a lot to say to Greg Schiano, the coach of the Buccaneers. What's your thought on that, Roy, to me as far as them playing like that during the kneel down? The game not over until zero 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 on the clock. We both know that. But uh, uh, I, it's not the first time I've seen that happen. I thought Kind of a cheap shot. You know it's going down. But listen, Eli pulls out another come from behind victory. Uh, uh, I think the Giants had a fluke the first week against the Cowboys. I think they really got together now. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out exactly what's going on with this That's with Dallas, three weeks. But I'm really impressed by the Buccaneers and what Shiana's been able to do. Josh Freeman had 243 yards, two TDs. I think they get some more help in the running game. I think they'll be okay. I mean, Vincent Jackson goes off, five receptions, 128 yards. But I'm really, really surprised by what the Buccaneers can do. Not to take anything away from Hakeem Nix, who had the biggest receiving day of anyone. Right. Two receptions, 199 yards, and one TD, making someone's fantasy team pretty happy on Sunday. And you know what? I didn't even plan because of the report that he had a sore ankle. Uh I'm a quick listener to these guys. And, you know, I didn't even plan. 
Sunday? Yeah, I was going to say so much for reports now after he does something like that. Right. All right, this game here surprised me a little bit as well, too. I had the Ravens winning the game. They lose by one point to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the Eagles, again, a bunch of turnovers. Four turnovers for the Eagles again, but the Ravens unable to capitalize. Joe Flacco had a terrible day, 22 for 42, 232 yards. Didn't seem like he threw for that much. Michael Vick, 23 for 32, 371 yards and one TD. And the Eagles get the win. Now they're 2-0 on top of the NFC East. And, you know, it's kind of hard to believe because the way this team has struggled to manage to pull off a win, it was a bad start for Big for three interceptions in the first quarter. Well, this is one of those games that I've made notice to about some of the calls. Could have went either way. Yeah, a lot of questions about some of the calls made in that game. But I think even more importantly is the Eagles get another win by one point. I mean, they haven't been dominant at all. They've overcome four turnovers in this game, four interceptions by Vic in the last game. What happens right. when the team finally starts clicking on all cylinders? Are they really that good, or are we just seeing them kind of treading water? And they're actually leading that division of yours, the East. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah exactly. <laughs> And, of course, the uh, Panthers and the Saints. The Panthers win 35-27 of the Saints. The Saints not 0-2. They can't win at home. They can't win on the road. And Cam Newton does something that really no other quarterback, I think, has done, not at this stage in his career, rushing for 71 yards, passing for 253, one passing touchdown and one running touchdown as well. So Cam Newton does what exactly what he's supposed to do is advertise, but the Saints, again, get a loss. What's the Saints going to do? Well, this is a team in disarray, man. How, how do you bounce back from this? Drew Brees has done everything he can to rally his team. I, I, I think without a, the leadership of a coach, uh, they're going to have it's going to be a long sixteen game season. You know, this is this is this is terrible. This is absolutely yeah. terrible for the they Saints. They miss John Payton. I mean, we talked about that last week, how they missed Sean Payton. They didn't know what to do, really, to get back into the game. You know, you know the, the thing is, I get a lot of people saying, well, Drew Brees can call the right play. Sure he can, but it's about the right succession of plays that follow each other to really make a drive a drive and make a team a team. You know, he can't see what people can see from the sidelines while he's out there on the field. Right. Without having Sean Payton calling that great succession of plays and, and knowing how to put Drew Brees in position to win and put his team in position to win, he can't do it by himself. It's just impossible to do it by itself. The Saints hey, you know, are not, not, they're not going to be the worst team in football, but I guarantee you Saints fans, get ready because this will be the, the the bumpiest season that they've ever had. You, you could you could throw out this season after Hurricane Katrina, you could throw out the season after any other disaster the Saints have had. This is going to be the worst. Well, I'd say the hardest thing to overcome for the Saints organization is going to be this season. I remember at one time another people in this organization were wearing paper bags over their heads. I hope it doesn't come to that. that no, no, no. I, I, don't know. I don't think it get that bad because the expectation <laughs> level then was different than it is right now. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. I, you know, we know this team is better than that. And like you said, not only does Sean Payton see a lot that Drew Brees doesn't see by not being on the field, 
But, you know, even just substitutions, play calling, motivating the guys, you know, making adjustments, you know, at halftime or adjustments as they come along, you know, they, they miss all that. You can tell this franchise in disarray. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Uh, the Texans, there's no surprise, get the win of the Jaguars. And I like I said, the Jaguar friends and also Jaguars uh, front office people. When you put everything on Blaine Gabbert, you take Dustin Blackman, you don't take a quarterback, you don't trade for Tim Tebow. Gabbert gives you 53 yards of passing, 7 and 19. That's all I got to say. <laughs> and you want to draft a wide receiver for him. Good luck with that. All right, Randy. Go ahead. The other night I had a dream that the Texans, Houston Texans, went to the Super Bowl. And that could be a very well be a reality. I don't think so. I don't think so. This team this team is that good to me. They looked that good last year and they didn't make it. So I, I I'm not I'm still not sold on them yet. Not until they do it in the playoffs. So they get a playoff win and do it then. Uh, do it in the playoffs and get to the AFC Championship game and get to a, a Super Bowl. I'm not going to count. Them, not going to count them as two contenders yet. Well, it depends on one thing. You know, the the last couple of years they hadn't been healthy. Guys have been injured, but if they can stay healthy, I don't see any reason why they can't go to the Super Bowl. Well, we'll see. I'm Super Bowl already. Well, we'll see. It remains to be seen, but we'll see. Uh, and the Redskins and the Rams, a good game here. The Rams get the win, 31-28 over the Redskins. Redskins has his game all locked up, ready to go, until Joe Morgan decides to take Madden in his own hands, throwing the football at Colin Finnegan, and that puts them basically out of field goal range now from a 32-yarder to a 60-yarder uh, to a 62-yarder field goal, and they basically lost the game for him. First of all, bonehead play by Joe Morgan. He has to understand that Corlin Finnegan cannot play cornerback. All he can do is antagonize the wide receiver, and he did a good job of that. And for that, the Rams get the win. You know, Rapper had 310 yards, three touchdowns. Griffin threw for a touchdown, ran for another. But it's just, it's just mistakes like that that cost you games. And I know Joe Gibbs had to get into him something serious after that game. Oh, yeah. Listen, bonehead play. Uh, really bonehead play. But I remember Coach told me a long time ago in, in high school in Pee Wee League, he said, when you retaliate, you get caught. And how many times have you seen that, that the guy that retaliates always get caught? Now, in my opinion, this was another call that could have went either way. I'm not going to say the ref got it wrong. You know, it is what it is. We saw what we saw. He did retaliate. But they didn't see they didn't see the first part of it. I thought it should have been offset and penalty, to be perfectly honest with you. And I thought the Redskins were, were robbed. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. And they could have been offset penalties. But, again, like you mentioned, you retaliate, you get caught. And it's something he shouldn't have yeah. done. He should have put the game in, in, on a higher pedestal than his personal feelings were. Right, and, and especially, especially in that circumstance with the game on the line, the last two minutes of the game, you, you're making a drive. Just get up, walk off. I mean, it, the, the, the retaliation is, is winning the game, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, of course, the Cowboys, they lose 27-70. Oh, yeah, Cowboys. And, of course, the curse of that – Seahawks Stadium, man. Last time Romo was there, 
he fumbled a, a snap to give us a playoff win his first year as a Cowboy quarterback. Second time he goes there, he throws up an egg. We lose twenty-seven to seven. You know, and, and my thing, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get too much into this game. Cause we won't have a lot of time. But I'm blaming Jason Garrett for like that. I'm blaming Jason Garrett for not getting these guys ready. He had ten days, ten days to get a game plan together, and you can't beat a rookie team like the Seahawks. You let the Seahawks basically punk you on the field. You let Russell Wilson look like a Pro Bowl type quarterback. Marshawn Lynch rushed for 122 yards. I blame the coaching staff and I blame the players. Neither one of them came to play on Sunday. Hey, Ronnie, you're absolutely right. I heard today that Six Flags is opening up a new ride next year, a new roller coaster ride. It's called the Cowboy Roller Coaster. And this is what you're in for up and down season. After such a high on Wednesday to open up the season, beating the world champion Giants. You, you thought this Cowboy team was actually on their way with all the talent. I mean, what, what I saw that night was a was a great team, and what I saw Sunday was, was just the opposite. You're right, they had 10 days to prepare. I do blame the coaches. They didn't make adjustments when things were going right. Where was Des Bryant's head? I saw Jason Witten dropping balls. And where was Ogletree, the, 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 the guy that won you the game, the previous week before, would he get one pass, two passes the whole game? But uh, I, I, I'm shocked, and I'm not going to get on that roller coaster ride with you. But I heard they're opening it up for one at Six Flags next summer. Yeah, it sounds about right. It'd probably be the one of the most popular rides there. Um, <laughs> Steelers beat the Jets 27-10 after they shut them down in the second half. Steelers, uh, Big Ben throwing two touchdowns in the second half to give them the win there. Finally hits Mike Wallace for a touchdown. Everything's right in the world. The Chargers beat up on the Titans, 38 to 10. No surprises there. They still can't get the ball going with with uh, Chris Johnson. The 49ers beat the Lions, 27 to 19. I thought they'd be a little bit closer game. This Niners team looks pretty good, Roy. They, they look like they may be on to something. Well, guess what? I, I'm gonna make a prediction right now. 49ers and the Texans are gonna be in the Super Bowl. 49s and Texas. That don't even sound right. Yeah, well, it doesn't sound right, but it's a possibility. These are the two best teams in football right now to me. And, of course, the uh, Monday night game, the Falcons and the Broncos. The Falcons went 27-21, although it really didn't seem like that close. With Peyton Manning, because you know, they seemed like they were never out of it. But, of course, they were up 27-7 in the third quarter, and two late touchdowns by the Broncos game 21 you were pretty high on the Broncos. Are you still high on them? Or what do you think about the Falcons and what they were able to do? I, I, I think this is a good Falcons team. And, and, the, and really, the Broncos, really, they didn't come to play either. They were here preferred. It was just paid money. Just one of those days. No doubt, no doubt. So make sure you guys stay tuned to our website, rfsportsradio.com. Go to TuneIn Radio and punch in RFSN to hear us live at any time. And, of course, we remind you guys that coming on this Friday, this Friday we'll be broadcasting the seated here on the Soto game live from the Soto Eagle Stadium. So, until then, keep keep listening. Listen to Sports Talk from a fan's perspective. Stay tuned for more Sports Talk 24-7 from RF Sports Radio.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.